0: When it is dark for a long while, even the smallest light can hurt your eyes. Have you noticed that? Because the light can be harmful if you've been in the dark too long. Angel light appeared that night to the shepherds. It was bright light off the scales that first Christmas.
1: That is Pastor Michael Oxentanko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, call us today at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Don't forget the worship service is held every Saturday at 11 o'clock. We would love to see you there. And we will have details on that as we continue on with today's program. You can also watch the broadcast live streaming at reachinghearts.org slash video every Saturday at 11. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Today on Reaching Your Heart, Pastor Michael Oxentenco concludes a message entitled, The Star is Born. We hope that you enjoy it. Remember, you can find the entire message without interruption at reachingyourheart.com. That's reachingyourheart.com. Here is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentenko, with today's Reaching Your Heart.
0: The shepherds were afraid and they accepted the newborn king because they needed the right kind of king in their lives. They weren't picking and choosing heaven's king, they knew that if heaven could find them, it had to be better than from where they came from. They were looking for a kingdom of light. Herod was afraid. He wanted to stay in the darkness, so he tried to kill the newborn king because he would not have any king to rule in his heart but himself as king. That first Christmas, the light and the night meant different things to different people depending on the person and the personal expectations and their inner yearnings. For the wise men, the star pointed the way to the birth of a new star that would outshine them all as a king and a wise man, much needed in that dark age. These wise men knew that they were not so smart. They knew that they lacked the greater knowledge of God, and they were following a star to find the king. They left their land for his land to find him somewhere else And so should we this Christmas do the same. Wherever Christ is to be found, that is where we should go. We need to leave those things far behind in our life that prevent us from knowing Jesus in our lives. There are things in the world that would trap us and pull us down. Let them go to find the King. We need to make the journey to God's Word. And God's truth in our lives, not our plan, not our purpose, but His Word and truth. In the Gospel of John, there's no mention of Bethlehem or the shepherds or the wise men when Jesus was born. In the Gospel of John, Jesus is the first light, He's a space alien. He comes into this world as a space alien, so to speak. And the best light, the first light of creation, breaks into the darkness of a sinful world like it did at the dawn of time. That's how the Gospel of John gets going. John 3.16 says that whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. How does it go? That whosoever or whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God sent the Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. When Jesus was born, the star was born. That is the true light that we need in our life. Not the star in the sky that led the wise men to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem, to the house. That is not the star that John is talking about. Not a star in the sky or an angel of light in a field like we have in the Gospel of Luke, just angel light. Jesus is the first and true light, the greatest of all light, primordial light in the history and creation of the universe. And when Jesus was born that first Christmas, the true star that created all and gave life to the entire universe, a vast created realm, was born in Bethlehem's manger to save us. John 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the word, just like Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now I like verse 4. In Him was life. I mean, whatever life we have, it came from Jesus. There's no life without Jesus. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men and women, understood. The light shines in the darkness. And the Greek says here, rightly translated, that darkness has not overcome it. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void in Genesis 1. And the book of Genesis says that darkness was upon the face of the deep. The dark pre-created order was begging for light, for hope and a future. And God said, let there be light. The very first word of God in Genesis, let there be light. And before there was a sun, a moon, or a star to appear on the fourth day, the light of God's spoken word, the light of the word of God without a sun, moon, or star appears on the first day. And Jesus will say in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. I am the first star. I am the first light. I am original light. There was darkness before the creation of the world, and Jesus was the light that overcame the darkness of Lucifer, that threaten to destroy us all. Lucifer's name means light bearer. Christ is the light. He's not the light bearer. But Jesus is always the original light that overcomes the darkness in our lives. If you want light, if you want truth, you want meaning, you want God, you need Jesus. John says of Jesus, verse 4, in him was life. The life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. In the Gospel of Luke, angel light appears to the shepherds in the night. In the Gospel of Matthew, a star guides the wise men to Jesus. In the Gospel of John, Jesus was the light that was coming into the world to save the world. When Jesus was born, the true star was born. The star of the dawn of time was born in Bethlehem's manger. John 1 verse 9, the true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. Friend, Jesus came to give God's light in our darkness so that we could have creation all over again in our lives. Jesus came to show us the way in our personal night. Jesus came to take away the darkness of our fear of God so we can know deep within that God is with us again. In Revelation 22, 16, Jesus identifies himself as the true star that precedes the dawn of time. Revelation 22.16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to you, that's to John, with this testimony for the churches. I am the root and offspring of David. That means I'm the child in Bethlehem's manger, the descendant of David. But then he says, the bright morning star. We're all looking for heroes in life. And Hollywood has its stars. Bollywood has its stars in India, but no hero here is good enough to take the fear and darkness away. Friend, Jesus is the true light who needs to come into your life and mine this Christmas. We need Jesus all over again. We need the babe of Bethlehem to soften our hard hearts, to bring forgiveness where there's hard-heartedness, to bring love and mercy and compassion where we're all focused on self, where we struggle to survive in this crazy COVID era, We need to realize that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we don't have to survive. We can thrive in any time, in any struggle, in Jesus' name and know him as the living God in our life. We're dark without the Son of God. There's no future without Jesus. But with Jesus, we have a bright future because Jesus is the light of the world. We die in the night in a cold sea with a flashlight that goes out without Jesus I could tell when my flashlight went out, but before it did, I could shine it, you know, about 60 feet out in those beautiful waters of the Marshall Islands, 150 feet visibility at night. I could see a shark because of two diamonds looking back at me. And I knew the sharks were at a certain distance based on my flashlight. We can't find the sharks in our life. We can't avoid them without the light of Christ. Christ came to his own people that first Christmas as the true light for all men and all women who are afraid of the night without the light of the world. Jesus said this, Work while it is day, for night comes when no man can work. We all live in the light of our day. We have a time to find God. We have a time to make a difference. We have a time to use our talents, to seek Christ, and to love other people. And then the night comes, Jesus says, when no man can work. We all have life, and it's like the day. When night comes, it's the death. It's asleep. The Bible says we're asleep in death. And only in the resurrection will be wakened on the last day, according to Jesus. Friend, Jesus came to give us life today and for the future. And his life is the light of men, the true star born that first Christmas. John 1, verses 10 and 11. He was in the world. The world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home and his own people received him not. It's possible to grow up a Christian and know all the right things and to lose your way and find yourself in darkness. It's possible. Friend, God knows the way to the light, but my father got involved in perfectionism. He got involved in this idea that you can be perfect enough for God to love you. And the more he tried to do that, the more hard it was for him to feel that God loved him. And he fell away. His relationship with God crumbled. He was very religious, but not a good man. And the proof was he left us as kids, and our family fell apart. And I grew up without a father because of that problem. Now, I'm grateful for Jesus because Christ visits people who mess up. I don't demonize my dad because I know what happened to my dad. And you know what? It's a harmful thing to demonize a parent because... Whatever the problems they had in their life, you end up carrying on if you do that. And my father, a year before he died, humbled himself before God, as you know, and gave his life to Jesus. And through that prayer, I came to know Christ because I showed up at academy the same day. I discovered he was there. It blew my mind. My father was alive. Within two months, he led me to Christ and died. I owe a lot to him. I owe a lot to God and his providence for these things. Now, your story is not my story. Your story is your story. And there is a time in every one of our lives when it's a sacred moment of truth. When we have to choose who Jesus is. And if we make the right choice, it determines the course of our existence for the future. It's possible to meet Jesus in a moment and never be the same again. I met Jesus through my father's testimony. Jesus is the true light. God knows the way of the light. My father found Jesus before he died. But God found me through him. And God finds us in many ways. When you get older and you come closer to the day when night comes, because my father died shortly after that. And I was there when they buried him. And I just recently visited his gravesite. I spoke at Alumni Weekend at Fletcher Academy for the Saturday evening Vesper service. And that afternoon, right after the church service, I found his grave marker right near the academy. And I came to that grave marker, and you know, they didn't allow people in for COVID much. They allowed me in. I just knelt there, and I thanked the God of heaven for saving my father and saving me and bringing me to a knowledge of Jesus. And I asked God, I recommitted my life right there on that grave marker, a bronze grave marker for Leroy Oxentanko, that whatever life I have left, I want to live every day for Jesus to help other people come to him. And I want to come to him anew and afresh every day. That's not easy because we live in a world that yanks and pulls at us. Am I right? We live in a world that is so ruthless with our lives that it compromises our full and undivided commitment with Jesus. I find in my life that I have to come to Christ again and again and be broken and renewed to be found in Jesus. And this morning I had to do that. I had to get on my knees and say, Lord, you know, there are things in me I don't like. There's weaknesses I don't appreciate. I'm not intrinsically a good person. I wish I were. And then I was reading the Psalms. Actually, it was playing for me on Bible Gateway. And just the message of the Psalms comes through. You know, the Lord forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases. It goes through the list. And I'm telling you, I interact with the Bible that way. I have a good shepherd in my life. He's the true king. I can't shepherd myself. But when you get older and you come closer to the day when night comes, and no man can work, I have a very close friend of mine who's struggling to live right now. And barring an intervention from God, she won't live. And I'm praying that God will heal her. And I hope he does. She has children that are still relatively young. She's not seeing She just has experienced the marriage of her daughter when she fell ill. And that God would save her. But he may not. Her life has been a good one. The day when night comes, night comes when no man can work, Jesus says. Death is inevitable unless Jesus returns.
1: We'll continue with today's Reaching Your Heart and Pastor Michael Tanko in just a moment. If you'd like to attend the worship service, I will have details on how you can do that here at the close of our broadcast today. So please stay tuned. You can always attend online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Many archived messages are available there for you, and you can attend a live service in a streaming format at that website. reachinghearts.org slash video. Let's continue now with Pastor Michael Oxen-Tanko in today's Reaching Your Heart.
0: In His light, though, we live forever. You see, darkness doesn't win in the end. The light wins. In His love, we are forgiven forever. The Bible says the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a cry of command with the voice of the archangel and those who sleep in death will awaken at the end of the age and the bible says they'll be resurrected and caught up to meet the lord in the air and then we who are alive will be caught up to meet the lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the lord daniel says many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awaken at the end of the age christ is the life giver you remember the story of lazarus you know, it's four days had passed. According to the Jews, when you're dead for four days, you can't bring the spirit back to the body. There's no way to resurrect that person. Jesus waited four days to prove his point. And when Jesus came to the tomb, they're all crying. The Bible says Jesus wept. And as he wept, the light of the world, the light who was the life of the world at the dawn of time was there. And he said, roll away the stone. And they rolled away the stone reluctantly. And then Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. Nothing fancy. Just the omnipotent power of God through that man's human tongue pierced the darkness of the tomb. The man wrapped in grave clothes. And he wobbled out. He wobbled out to be untied and released. Because Jesus Christ will do that at the end of the age. The day will come when my father's grave will explode. And the Bible says he'll be caught up in an immortal body to meet the Lord in the air. His consciousness will return. And in that glorious day, the Bible then says in 1 Thessalonians 4 that we are caught up to meet them in the air. I will never meet my father. I will never meet a loved one in a graveyard again. We meet them in the air to be with Jesus. And he says, thus we shall ever be with the Lord. And we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb at the end of the age. Herod had no place in his hard heart for a child king who could pull that kind of thing off. The priests and rulers were all afraid and all the people were afraid of this new king who could change their lives and bring war and destroy the temple and the city of Jerusalem like it did at Ephesus. And the innkeeper wouldn't open his door for the baby king that first Christmas, nor did all the city of Bethlehem, that little town actually, have a place for him who was heaven's hay Jesus was born in a cave, in a stone manger, according to Origen, an early church historian. And the way he left the world is the way he came into the world. The baby Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a stone manger in a cave that was a barn for animals. After he died, Jesus was wrapped in linen grave clothes by his mother Mary and others, perhaps because all of them were there. And they placed a stone tab in the tomb. And we know John took Jesus' mother away. But I doubt that she stayed away long when she knew that her son needed to be placed in the tomb. I'm sure she was there when he was buried. Jesus was placed in a manger because that is where the sheep and cattle feed. Jesus was buried in a tomb as the bread of life because we must feed on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus in our lives to live. Someone recently Inquired of me, Pastor Mike, how do we know when we're saved? And it's interesting, Terry gave me a wonderful quote in the spirit of prophecy. I'm just going to paraphrase it here. Do you realize, dear heart, at the very moment you have a sorrow for sin in your life, when you earnestly seek God, it's not when you're perfect, it's not when you've fixed all the problems of your life. It's at that moment when you reach out and start turning toward God, that God accepts you in Jesus as if you had never sinned. The Bible says all who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. We cannot achieve acceptance in our life, but we can receive Jesus by faith. And when you have Jesus, God has you. It's that basic. Jesus came to this world as heaven's hay for every shepherd who is hungry for God, and only Jesus can feed and satisfy the world. Most of the people rejected Jesus when he was born and when he died, but a few did not. It is the few we must align ourselves. The shepherds were considered unclean and evil by the ancient rabbis, but the angels appeared to them to lead them to the manger full of heaven's hay. The ancient rabbis of Jesus' time did not allow the shepherds to come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Yet paradoxically, we know from ancient accounts that the shepherds outside of Bethlehem were the very ones who raised the Passover lambs. And so these outcast shepherds who were making the lambs make it to the Passover never had Passover lamb themselves, never felt the joy of salvation at the hands of those would-be arrogant shepherds who kept them out of God's kingdom. Mary and Joseph were from the hated city of Nazareth, and yet God chose them to help bring Jesus into the world. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Jesus did. They did. The wise men were from a pagan land, and yet they left that pagan and godless land to find the true light who was coming into the world. In every age, most men and women reject Jesus. That's a fact. But for the few who do not... For those who are humble and meek and seek the Christ child, there is light, life, and glory. John 1, verse 12. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become the children of God. The Greek word can mean authority to become the children of God. Who were born not of the blood nor the will of the flesh nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh... And dwelt among us full of grace and truth. I like this. We have beheld His glory. The Shekinah glory. The glory of God at the dawn of time. The glory in the most holy place. We saw what was inside the most holy place. We saw the glory that would kill someone in an instant. We saw it in the eyes of Jesus. And we beheld His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father. Glory, grace, and truth. They were born as one. It was born that first Christmas when the true star Jesus came into our world. Glory means wealth, riches, and fame. All of God's glory, all of God's wealth came to us in a baby bundle in Bethlehem's manger. Grace means kindness and favor that brings acceptance and forgiveness into our lives. All of God's grace came to us in Jesus that first Christmas. Truth means all of God's Goodness that we would never know to be true if it were left to ourselves, but somehow in Jesus, we look into the face of Jesus and we see the face of God and we love God when we see God in Jesus. Jesus is the true star that was born that first Christmas, so we can be born again and be stars in His crown and for His kingdom. Dear heart, when you turn your heart toward the little Lord Jesus and when you seek God earnestly on your knees, for a new life, that is the marvelous moment of justification by faith. When you are accepted by God for Jesus' sake and born again, accepted by God, even if you've got stuff to fix in the future, at that moment, God accepts you as if you have never sinned. To live, we must receive Jesus into our life. It's that basic. Let the little Lord Jesus in and live forever. As you believe in him to be your savior, friend, and king, confess his name as savior and king this Christmas. John wrote to us from centuries past. He says, but to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become the children of God who were born, not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And all this is for us because the true star was born that first Christmas. The true star was born who is our Savior and our King to the glory of God. Dear Heavenly Father, this Christmas season, we don't need any more gifts that make us rich in worldly ways. We need the gift you gave long ago so we can have many days in the future. Lord, take us. We're sinners by nature. Everyone in this room has failed you at some point in their life. And I'm no exception to that. But, Lord, what I'm grateful for is Jesus. May the Christ child be ours, Lord. May we recognize in the gift of Jesus our Savior, our friend, our King. Father, take every heart that's discouraged in this world crisis we're in and give them a lot of joy this Christmas because Jesus is coming. We're going to live forever in a kingdom of light. And thank you, Father, that it may get dark here. It doesn't have to get dark inside. Help us to love each other, to love others, to minister for others. And Father, just thank you today for Christ, the precious, precious gift of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to a message that was brought to us by Pastor Michael Oxentango back in December of 2021. A star is born, and that will conclude this message. Remember, you can find it in its entirety at reachingyourheart.com. Thank you so much for listening today. We would really love for you to be a part of our worship service. It's held every Saturday at 11 o'clock that address is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland 20707. Or if you're more comfortable, you're certainly welcome to watch online at reachinghearts.org/video. reachinghearts.org/video. The live broadcast will be streaming and available for you on that website. reachinghearts.org slash video. Thanks for listening. And we do pray that God is reaching your heart.